Hello and welcome to the Paranormal Tourist. My name is Tom Jordan, I'm your host. Sat unsettlingly to my left this evening, it's evening at the time of recording, is Danny oh, McGellan. It is Halloween as well. It is indeed <laughs> the last hour we're still up at this hour, I, I do not know, but it is... We are, we are heading towards the witching hour. Mm, we are. Um, say hello, Danny. Hello, Danny. And sat way, way, way across from us at a safe and social distance, as he is best placed, is, as ever, paranormal expert Ross Andrews. Oh, oh, oh hello. <laughs> I know there's an evil Halloween laugh. I have no idea. Mixed with a hello. It was very, very Halloweeny. Bizarre. Tastefully Halloweeny. <laughs> well, we've only got less than an hour of Halloween left. Yeah. Got to make the most of it. Mm. Well, we've we really have made the most of it. I mean, we've been we have been at this since the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and you just mean recording this intro? Just yeah. this intro. <laughs> just this. One this is take. This is take one hundred and seventy-three. We are genuinely exhausted. We've been walking. We have walked over a mountain uh, to get here, amongst other things. So we are genuinely exhausted. So we might si- sound tired and speak more rubbish than normal. <laughs> and that's because we are tired. <laughs> I and don't, only have the rubbish left. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can speak more rubbish than normal. <laughs> no, that's true. It's already it's already up there. I'm sort of already. Sort of a, yeah. What's you know sort of. Uh, Maximum velocity. Yeah, it has been a fourteen-hour fourteen investigative day. Very investigative. <laughs> it's In- been it's been great, and hopefully, um, our fan John <laughs> will really enjoy the content that comes from it. Absolutely. Which, by this point, you may have even already experienced. Yes. By the time you listen to this, who knows? Or oh, Shed- this could be the first thing that you hear. Scheduling who is knows? not really it's not really my forte. <laughs> <laughs> or content. <laughs> <laughs> content. You research. Need to lean on that intro, eh? <laughs> it's all I got. It's all I got. So <laughs> I have some notes before me. This is exciting. And I this really I don't know why I was, this this one appealed to me particularly, but it just sort of tickled me in a sp- spooky way. It tickled me in a spooky way. Not for the You've first time. You've been inappropriately tickled. I've been inappropriately tickled <laughs> in a spooky way. This particular paranormal titbit actually <laughs> takes us to the... Uh, you are so tired, Tom. <laughs> I am very tired. <laughs> takes, us, takes us to the... Uh, the town of Much Wenlock, which is in Shropshire. Mm-hmm. I've never been there, but I love the name Much Wenlock. And uh, this is the tale of a haunted spa, which for those of you who are... As not, in, like, Bath Spa, kind of. No, spa. as in S-P-A-R. I nearly, sa- I ne- oh. I nearly sounded that out in a... Uh, like our, like our children would. Spa-R. <laughs> Ruh. But for the for those of you that aren't familiar with spa or maybe not in a country where they are plentiful, spa is a a local convenience store, a chain of local convenience stores. For American is kind of Seven Eleven ish. Seven Eleven. I bought a Gatorade in one earlier in the year. Uh, I did, and it's that it's fun that fact. Fun fact. It's that kind. It was blue. It, it's that kind of uh, establishment. So it's sort of for for me. I found it particularly interesting that it it happens to be the site of paranormal activity now i appreciate that ghostly occurrences 
can occur, allegedly, uh, in any environment. But the sort of bright strip lights and narrow aisles of a of, of a of local a spa shop, but yeah. not not the sort of place that particularly conjures up the idea of spooks and 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 hauntings. And Although I'm aware there are a few of those. Yeah, it's much Wenlock, just off the square is the information I have, which, if you're familiar with much Wenlock, may make more sense I, I to am. you. Oh, Ross Andrews, paranormal um, expert, is? Much meaning great. It actually means, like, lots of, or, you know, all bigger, should I mm-hmm. say. And Wenlock, in a non-racist way... Right. <laughs> ...means white area. OK, OK. Uh, probably refers to the um, the rocks around there, limestone rock, um, okay. like that, near Wenlock. So it means the greater area of limestone. Okay. <laughs> Lots of Wenlock. So I do know it from that. I just remember the name is very strange. Okay. But the spa, if it's the story I think you're going to possibly talk about, if you have a story or it's. I do, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll let you Well, I've got some little bits. I do know th- something that was. I don't there. have loads and loads and loads of detail. Because it's just around the corner, I think, from a Tudor building uh, which has got some ghost stories okay well I, so i think that's why i may have been there i'll give i'll give you what i've got and then you can you can go for it you can expand so there have been accounts of people hearing heavy breathing mm-hmm. yep, from yep, um, an unspecified source shopping trolleys now i've sort of read shopping trolleys moving but also shopping trolleys having been moved when people return yes. to the storeroom I mean, obviously, well, seeing a shopping trolley move is more dramatic. I think it partly to some poltergeist activity, but yeah. also, because they're saying the shopping trolleys have been pushed, which relates to people have been pushed as well. Yes, I have got a note here about somebody feeling a hand on their shoulder. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody also claims to have seen... There's no, there's no detail about what it looks like, but somebody claims to have seen an a- apparition, something that just appeared. I think they themselves couldn't really clearly identify what it is but something appeared and then disappeared and what's really interesting is that this apparently seems to have begun after after builders unearthed old bones and pottery underneath yes, the building remains under there and there's which is very bizarre because because you kind of think oh there's human remains under there perhaps it was a um, graveyard or something like that but if I remember rightly, it was an old medieval, built on an old medieval sort of pub, alehouse. Yeah, you, in fact, I have here, I say, it says the site of an old alehouse. I have okay. also, though, We're got the well suggestion <laughs> that, yeah, we, we, we're starting to turn into into paranormal medium, Ross Andrews. <laughs> um, I have also got some information, It's again, there's not a lot about it, but a suggestion of a 12th century abbey... The cemetery having been moved, I don't know if it's to the site or from the site, or it's just a side note somewhere in the article that I was reading about it. If I remember rightly, there is some debate over what the bodies were, whether they were from some battle or whether they were from some graveyard or whether they were from something else. So I think that ties in with the legend of it being a graveyard that got moved, but they didn't. In true poltergeist story, they just moved the headstones, I think. They just, yeah, yeah, sure, and left. I mean, and I also, and I'll hand this over to you in a second, Ross, anyway, but it also kind of interested me because whilst I sort of have painted a very unatmospheric picture of the modern spa shop, one of the other kind of pieces of poltergeist activity that I'm aware of in a sort of more modern setting, some kind of pound shop in Gloucester. Um, which I'm sure is nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. video um, footage of... Pound stretcher. It looks like a figure pushing over a whole bunch of things. Uh, that was going back 
this would have been about 15 years. Now, mm. the shop it has closed down, but then again, everything, literally, we've just found on the news today, everything is closing down uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as we're going into some kind of lockdown. But don't worry, you are exempt if you're human, by the sounds <laughs> of it. Um, it sounds as though we're all in lockdown except for virtually everything. There is footage, and it might still be out there on the internet, it is what I'm sure... Danny will say that she's going to post a link and then maybe one day it'll happen. Um, Eventually, there <laughs> may be a link. But there is some footage you can find out there. I think it's called Pound Stretcher in Gloucester and you can see what looks like a figure pushing over some stuff. Mm. And it was oh, in the I middle think of I've the seen night. that. Yeah, they've just like CCTV footage of a box being yep. pushed yeah, off a yeah. shelf or something. Oh, I'll link that. Maybe. If we can find it. I mean, strictly speaking, I mean, if, if we're in... If we are indeed in in a sort of full lockdown down of sorts for a period, probably shouldn't suggest that you go out well, on, no, a, you'll be on able an to unnecessary to jaunt. But you can indeed, if, if you're, you're nearby... and you're mm. near there, you may as well get your shopping from there. Spa, spa. I'm, I'm, being, I'm being taken over by the ghost of Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Who, oh, no. Um, sadly, we lost today. Though at 90 years old, he somewhat won the game of life. Yes, I think he did OK. Mm. But it, if you're going to go shopping, go to the spa, go there and ask the people if they've experienced anything else. But I think... I think it's near a place called Reynolds House, I think, which is why I think I remember the place, because mm. we were up there investigating once, which is a 17th century building that had children appearing at the windows. And I think that's why we were there. But mm. I that can't remember much at the moment because we're shattered. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time in the day. On if you hear any paranormal noises, one of us may have fallen asleep and was snoring. <laughs> That'd probably be me. Well... I believe uh, this this pushes us firmly in the direction of of Danny's link. Over to you. Thank you. So You're welcome. Crowbarring today, I will be now. First of all, a what have you got? What have you got? First of all, a very exciting announcement. Okay, yeah, let's do this first. I think I've mentioned before that I'm quite a fan of '90s sensation. Michael Aspel and... And she means 90s in his age. <laughs> <laughs> and the incredible programme he was associated with in the 90s called Strange But True. Now, today, on this holy grail of paranormal investigator days, um, I have been gifted a book, and it's a Strange But True book. So that is my year made... 2020 all is forgiven <laughs> wow yeah that's a bit of a stretch however essentially uh, all episodes from here on in will be from from said book i'm gonna sort so, of, which is good because i've been this, this is a massive milestone we have a new book we have a new, a new book because i have i didn't i mean people are pro- possibly aware I'm, I'm sure the number one fan john will will start harassing me about this but i, I haven't in more recent episodes, been uh, delving into the t- into the tome well, known as Amazing Spooks and Mysteries, and I'm not I, saying I we'll come back at any how point. Many episodes but we've done now, Tom, but we have. I think we've recorded in total over 50 episodes. I think on yeah. Spotify, this is will be episodes 40, I think. Mm. But there are other ones that didn't get re-released, so I'm surprised there's anything left of your book. <laughs> so we had to move on to a brand new book. I mean, some of, some of the major issue with it is I just don't remember what I've already read from it. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a bit it's a bit of a gamble when I pick something from it. That <laughs> oh, but we've we stopped you crowbarring in something yes. from the book. Yeah. Which so, oh, okay, yeah. sure, let's go. Normally, not not to you know not to pull us back to the format or anything, but normally 
paranormal expert Ross Andrews lays down to you, for you what, what the link yes. kind of criteria is. We've got shopping trolleys, is. heavy breathing. We've got human remains. We've got built on top of a pub. You've got Michael Aspel. Um, <laughs> we're in Shropshire. Whatever. And Tom being tired. Ah, okay. So, human remains. You may ask, what remains of humans once they're gone? <laughs> You might. You might. That's exactly that. what we're asking. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what number one fan John is asking. I'm not sure we're any closer to an answer. And for but... you, John, I have the answer. Well, actually, I have other questions. Um, so uh, there was an episode of Strange But True, which is um, dealt with in the fantastic Strange But True book by Jenny Randalls and Peter Howe, introduced by Michael Aspel. There might be some paranormal tourists now who are going, oh, I know that name. Jenny Randalls is probably most famous for the Rendlesham UFO incident. Exciting. Yeah, she's the expert on that, as well as many other books and paranormal magazine articles and television shows. So I lived in a flat once. I know. Brace yourselves. It It gets more exciting. (laughs) So I lived in a flat once with someone. Let's call her... Actually, let's just not give her a name. Um... (laughs) Because I can't think of one. Let's Katrina. Call her, let's call her Jenny. Because that's her name. Because uh, that is her name. I lived in a flat with Jenny, and she said that she felt very protective over me. She was only like a year or two older than me, but she felt very protective over me. And she said that's because in a past life, her and I were sisters in Egypt, and I died because she didn't look after me properly or something. Do you have a fear of being eaten by a crocodile or something <laughs> in this life? Or I've always been suspicious that someone slightly older than me, related <laughs> to me, you to a crocodile. might kill me. In the Nile. And she used to have a few theories about certain aspects of my personality and why they were actually from our past life together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, um, now that's the standard kind of trope when it comes to past life. You carry something That you carry, yeah. that something remains in your human. Yes. God, this link is good. But what... Is it still the link? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. So... I'd forgotten we'd go for a link. <laughs> so we actually weren't in each other's lives really for a very big portion of time. She kind of came into my life and then we lived together for a little bit, but it was only about six months and she had all these theories and, and things. And, and I actually carried a lot of those kind of thoughts in my head. Like every so often something would happen, I'd be like, oh, that's probably just my past life. But uh, <laughs> in Strange But True, they talk about past lives. And for example, and I shall refer to the tome. Oh, the first time of being referred to in this book. This know, is this a moment. Is, we should have a fanfare or something, please. This is very... <laughs> so... There was someone called. Let me try and find. Yeah, let's call her Jenny. Okay, so a lady called Maureen in 1986 had a strange experience. She was with some friends in a coffee shop. Inexplicably, ordered a slice of carrot cake, something she didn't like. As she later mauled over this odd decision, she found herself writing the name John Daniel Ashford onto a pad. This was looked into and a hypnotherapist gave her like a regression hypnosis Mm -hmm. session and posed the question, who is John Daniel Ashford? The patient responded, he's my husband. She also, Maureen, whilst under hypnosis, insisted she was living in Virginia, a state in her normal unhypnotised condition she claimed to have never visited at a town called Marlborough, of which neither she nor the doctor had heard of. And Maureen insisted, under hypnosis, that her name was Becky and the year was 1861. Right. Then there so was a fair some... few facts that... Yeah, a fair few... That kind were saying of... possibly did not 
were not known beforehand. Yes. Then under hypnosis, the life and times of Becky were explored. They looked it up and they found, they, they sort of found this Becky and I'm trying to find, oh, and they found the, they found the town Milborough. Right. So yep. she said Marlborough and found the town Milborough. And she was still alive. A <laughs> yeah. hundred years after she, <laughs> they uh, dug up the body and it was missing. And by 1992, under hypnosis, Becky was asked to report if anyone else from 1860s Milbrough was known to her in modern-day California, to which the reply was yes. This happened quite a few times. And in the unfolding drama, by 1992, there were 35 of them. By 94, that number had risen above 50. So it was fast turning into the strangest case of multiple reincarnation ever recorded. And there's all sorts of information, and I might link... I might link something on the Facebook page because it is, it's a massive story and there's all sorts to it. Now, some people have said to us, quite a few people have said to us, that our youngest, I remember some, someone saying, well, she's been here before, about mm. our youngest child. A lot a lot of people have said on meeting her, have been like, oh, no, she's she's not brand new and all this. Mm. And so I just kind of wondered where it all... Yeah, but your youngest is a 42-year-old person who's only a foot tall. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, yeah. renowned for being uh, going around to tourist destinations and taking notes. That's yes. what it is, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> the, when it comes to reincarnation, people are said to reincarnate quite often in large groups. But this tends to come back under hypnotic regressions. And those regressions will often say, oh, well, I was born in this time, and, and it's quite often a traumatic death. Then elements of your current life get dragged into it so your friends and neighbors and all this suddenly all become part of the story Mm. now the argument is that it's all gibberish and what your brain is doing is coming up with a past life story but it's drawing on its current situation rather than your current situation is influenced by its past the past story you invent is influenced by the current situation you're in right now one of the best examples i've ever seen was toya the punk singer in her mid-60s now. She did a past-life regression television show uh, that was hosted by Philip Schofield, I think it was. Probably. And uh, she started reeling off this big story about sin eaters, uh, if you've ever heard of these. No. It's, It's a very strange part of religion and got banned in very, very many places. And somebody would get pretty much walled up in a church... And I don't mean walled up like in a tiny little place, but there would be a single cell type thing, big enough for them to live their life in. And you would go and confess your sins to this person in the same way that a confessional priest would listen to a confession and forgive you. Uh Now, this person is supposed to take on your sin, and when they die, they take the sin away, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. And so... Toya reeled off this story about this, and I was there going, "This is amazing!" How you know? And gave these very exact details and all this kind of stuff. And I was going, "Well, this is very, very impressive." And then afterwards, Philip Schofield, I think it was, was interviewing and said, "Yeah, but you were in a film about this, weren't you?" Oh. <laughs> and it turned out she played the character of this person <laughs> in this. And she said, well, yeah, perhaps that was why I was drawn to the role. And you want to be able to go, or perhaps that's why you knew so much about the situation and your brain has turned this into your... Come up with something. I've done past life regressions and I was doing this one, having it done to me, as it were, and the plot of the past life we came up with turned out when we actually looked at it to be very similar to a play that we were in 
Uh. And it was set, our past life was set, as it were, in Cambridge. Now, thinking back on it, the people that were involved in this, their surname was Cambridge. <laughs> so uh. you kind of take all these elements and you go, you know what, I think perhaps I've invented this story. Mm. And a lot of alien abduction and past life regression is highly likely to be influenced by the person doing the interviewing. So if the same person was interviewing all 50 past life regression people and saying, well, they all came from the same place, that person is supplying a story. Yeah. Now, if we believe in any way of telepathy, it's possible that the hypnotist is implanting a story into those people. And hypnosis is a very debated state of mind anyway. But it's just a general state of pleasing the person asking you to do something. Now, right. if you're going, this person wants a story, here's a story, and you're subconsciously getting hints at what the story should be, and, and you've been told, Bob over here says that you were in his past life, can we regress you? He says that you were his wife in 1865. So That's you've already got the information. Gonna, yeah. So it's very difficult without hearing what the actual... The investigation was saying it's very hard to say whether it was influenced by a previous person being interviewed there are examples of past life reg regressions where there was no possible way those people could have that information there's some fantastic ones certainly in india there's been some great ones and there have been people who said that they were murdered went back to the village that they were murdered. There's like this four-year-old goes to this village and says i was murdered by such and such and pointed them out and then the person has actually admitted to it and been convicted. Oh my goodness! Because it was they, they admitted to the crime because they went, yeah, yeah, yeah I did kill such and such. Problem being is Darren Brown has made someone admit to murdering people to a crime that never happened. Oh wow! Well, so it okay. is possible if you believe in reincarnation, like a lot of these sort of Indian continent will believe in that. If someone comes along and says something to you, you might from social pressure, just admit to something that never happened even. Oh, wow. Uh, and even believe it yourself. <laughs> and that's where it gets totally insane. Yeah. It, it's fascinating. I'm not saying past life regression d is total lies or anything, because I, I do believe a lot of the people that do it thoroughly agree that what they're doing mm. is real. And it might be. I cannot possibly say it's not. If we are using the explaining magic with magic theory just because you can pick up on the life story of a person does not mean that you are that person mm -hmm. in the same way if i read an autobiography of dudley moore <laughs> i am not dudley moore but i have all his information how can you be sure well yes yeah. but if i don't know what a book is and i have all this information it, but i do believe in past life regression i might suddenly go so therefore I must have been Dudley Moore in a past life. Does that make sense? Yeah. And using the magic with magic theory, yeah. if you've got that telepathy element to it, then you're going, oh, well, I'm getting this information from somewhere. That must be my past life, which is a thing I believe in. Yeah. 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 Uh, so it's, uh, it gets very complicated. And the problem you've got, and it's the same with ghosts, the same with UFOs, everything. If you've got somebody explaining something that they thoroughly believe in, and they say, this is absolute concrete proof. Mm. And you go, and you say, no, it could be this other weird thing that might also be true, this weird magic with magic explanation. And you can't say, no, it's not that, it's proof of life after death, when you're trying to say something that can't be proved. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can't say my explanation is gibberish if you're using magic to explain it. Yeah. So it's, uh, 
It is a fascinating subject, and there are millions of books written on past life regressions. There's some great ones. I mean, really good ones. A kid who claimed to be a World War II pilot and went yeah. into such detail and drew the plane, even the number of his plane and everything. And, and you go, well, that, that's brilliant proof of something. Yes. It's not proof that you There's are the of... person. It's proof of something there that we don't understand. Yeah, I find the ones where it's children. I yeah. find that really interesting because as an adult, obviously, you've had certain life experiences, but children who can kind of barely talk or comprehend yeah. some of the things that they're saying, I find that really fascinating. I would love to go you, to someone a hypnotic and get, regression. Yeah, and have well, one to see. Listen to an episode in a probably in a month or two's time where we do a hypnotic regression to see Danny's past life. Yeah, um, whether she was see if it's in Egypt. Michael Aspel's mother, long lost <laughs> grandmother. No, we can do that. I've done it to people. Oh, that would yeah, be amazing. We can, we can do it. But I have, as I said, I have found that quite often you do a hypnotic regression, they come up with something and you go, okay, well, let's have a look at your life at the moment and we'll look into this element. See where it's come see from. If that would be a really fascinating experiment. Yeah. I think we should definitely do that. Stay tuned. Don't stay tuned because we're talking about something that will happen in a few months. <laughs> we are not staying here recording for three months. Just to get to that point. <laughs> Stay tuned, but have a break. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. Please, we'll let you please, know it's coming. Please, I mean, do listen to our episodes, but please don't listen to them constantly without a break. Months. Yeah. <laughs> Three months. That's not, that's not Stay good Stay tuned in a healthy way with plenty of breaks, loo breaks, water, and all that. <laughs> Look after yourselves. <laughs> and, that's, and that's me for today. Thanks. That's you for today, but tomorrow you may be somebody else. Who knows? And be born into the body I'll of somebody else. What what a link fest. Link fest. What a link fest that, that delivers to paranormal expert Ross Andrews. Yes. Well, you said about children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've said about dead people coming back. Mm. We've said Shropshire. And I think Whittington Castle is in Shropshire. It's near Oswestry, which I think is kind of Shropshire, I think. Uh, we might have to check that, but I'm going to talk about Whittington Castle because it <laughs> has two children who stare out of the upstairs windows and I think it's possibly accessible. I can't remember that. It's it, in northern Shropshire. It is. Ah, oh, superb. You just, now you've given away that we're looking stuff up. Uh, <laughs> is it open to the public? It's super creepy either way. Yeah. There have been children spotted staring out of the upstairs window. So even if it's not open to the public, you can still investigate because you can go there and just stare at windows <laughs> and see if they're staring out at you. It um, looks like it is, although whether that's the case from... I think it probably won't be for a little while, but by the time this yeah. comes out... But I do know, and the reason I know... be closer place, to it. And I also know that there is a guard room that the staff there are very spooked out about and don't like going in because of things that have been seen there and I know of it because they do ghost nights they do paranormal ghost nights they do um, and it's uh, whether they're doing any at the moment is a different thing and obviously do check but also please don't go spending money on paranormal ghost nights anywhere at the moment because they might just get cancelled whatever yes um, no the reason I'm linking to that one is because also we mentioned Reynolds House which I think is in Shropshire near the spa that we talked about, which also has the faces of Victorian-dressed children staring out of the window. Excellent. So you've got two buildings that you can stand outside in Shropshire that have children staring out of the window that may be reincarnations of Danny from the day before. <laughs> and I, and I, I highly recommend that you go and check this out, although 
I probably personally won't be doing it because I have I have a real fear of of, of looking into of children <laughs> yeah. of looking into a window and seeing a face staring out. Like, I, know, yeah. I find it scarier looking out of a window and seeing yes. one staring in. Yeah, yeah. for definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that I have yeah. They're, on, they're on a spectrum, yeah. but both of those things I think. Are... I do not enjoy if you're at home, especially if you're watching like a horror film or something, and then you realise I haven't closed the curtains, and if I look at the window now. Yeah. The girl from The Grudge is now, probably there. you say that. Aforementioned past life regression thing mm-hmm. that we were talking about, I was doing with some friends, and we were doing Ouija boards and all this kind of stuff, and we were doing it over a whole weekend. And I went into the kitchen, and suddenly I had my back to the kitchen window, and I had this sense that somebody was looking through the kitchen window. Oh. And I was going... And I'd been a bit freaked. We'd been doing Ouija boards, we'd been doing all this stuff. I was a bit freaked, and I went... This is ridiculous. There's nobody staring at you through the window. This is ridiculous. Just turn around and look out of the window. Turned around. But I think I'd actually... I was kind of calmed myself down. So when I did see a face staring back through the window, I wasn't totally spooked by it. And it was the television chef who's just got a new TV series out, Tom Kerridge, staring at me through the window who would come round because he just thought it would be funny because he knew what I was doing and he'd find it funny to knock on the window or something like that. And he hadn't knocked on the window. I must have heard him outside. But yeah, I turned round and there was the television chef, Tom Kerridge, (laughs) staring at me through the window, grinning and laughing. (laughs) But I didn't freak because all of it, it was like, I think there's someone at the window. So when I turned around, I was kind of prepared for it. It wasn't a naked Nana moment. Oh, classic naked Nana. Which links back to a story about the Everyman Theatre that we told back in episode 8 I think it was or whatever about Tom Carriage falling through the haunted stage at the oh, Everyman yeah. oh wow that, that's, that is pretty early on which is yeah. going to be called the Paranormal Linkists yeah. <laughs> um, do you both if you're freaked out with the window which I totally agree do you also get the same if you're in the shower I no. always think if I move the shower curtain, because maybe there'll I don't be someone think you there. should have a shower in your window. <laughs> Do you have at least put a shower curtain up or something <laughs> so no one can look through the window at you in the shower? See, <laughs> I always think if I'm in the shower, I shouldn't close my eyes uh, and have like you know you've got soap all over your face or whatever right. and I always think kind of do that oh, no, that's partly a religious belief um, it is to do with being in running water and certain people believe that uh, bathing in different types of water can cleanse the soul and all that kind of stuff but the eyes being the window to the soul and if you're covering them then you can wash away part of you and whilst that's happening in the same way that we have this weird superstition about if you sneeze you your soul say. leaves your body for a minute right. and something can come in. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah. 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 That's why the theory is that's why you say bless you to stop something coming in. And there is a thing about um, running water and closing your eyes and uh, where you're kind of washing away part of your, yourself and something can come into you, as it were, and you don't want to be entered whilst in the shower. No. So it, it comes from a very weird superstition and I can't remember what part of the word that world that comes from but that is actually not oh, a, it's okay. not totally unusual. So I'm not scared I'm secretly religious. Although I have to I think it's kind of got confused with that same worry that if I'm in the shower maybe someone will break in and I won't hear them because yeah. of running water and so it all mixes into I mean, one. It, I feel it feels like, like Grudge Girl's going to be in front like set from what was that film that Sarah Michelle Gellar was in? They're in Japan. Oh based on The Ring. Yeah, uh, no, that is, oh, the, is grudge. That the grudge. That, yeah. Yeah. The grudge. So yeah. that girl will suddenly be in the shower with me. I think there's a scene. There's, I think there's a lot. Going. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Horror. I mean, obviously, psycho. And someone will have broken in. You know, is the psych, psycho? There's the whole like 
pulling back the shower curtain. And what it also there. comes yeah. from yeah. is your fight or flight response. You have made yourself into a vulnerable position, so therefore any part of your brain is any stimulus trying to work out yeah. is interpreted first as an attack. For example you're in a shower or something like that, you're immediately vulnerable, you can't see things, you can't hear things. So if something, say, fell in off of a bit in the shower and landed on you or something like mm. that, your immediate brain will go, you're being attacked. Mm. Not, oh, well, that's a bottle of shampoo that's just fallen on me. Now, it's only a split second, but you're hypersensitive to any kind of external sim- stimulus. So if there's a noise somewhere, that noise will be twice as loud than it actually is, or at mm. least your brain is thinking, what was that? What's going on? Because you're in a vulnerable vulnerable position yeah and um, that is why i shower with the curtain open and, and fully clothed <laughs> <laughs> and a gun in one hand <laughs> and a sword in the and, other and no water <laughs> just soap well i mean i think and on that image on that heart-stopping conversation killer <laughs> you're I welcome can... everybody what is that what is that noise I don't know, but they shouldn't be coming into my house at this time. No. I would look out the window to see what the noise is. I'm terrified now. Especially on Halloween of all nights. Yeah, whilst we're all in the shower. <laughs> and fully clothed and with no water. Don't put that, put that weapon down. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think we're tired. With that music as, as our herald, I think there is only really... One thing left to say. No, Only one thing safe. that can save is stay safe. Body, go to bed. Go to yeah, bed. Get, get plenty of sleep. Get drink lots of water. Plenty of sleep. And from us here at the Paranormal Tourists, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.